0: was young, I had two pair of leads, besides that, the pinstripes and the gray, uh-huh. the one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays, uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt, and alligators, uh-huh. you wanna see the inside, huh. i see you later, here come the drama, oh, that's that nigga with the fake, uh-huh. You punch me in my face, stay in your place, play your position, uh, become my intuition, uh-huh. go in this nigga pocket, rob him all his friends, watch it, that hoes clock it, uh, here comes respect, his crew's your crew, or they might be next, look at they man eye, big man, they never try, so we roll with him, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty, niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks was I was wrong, I got my point across, they depicted me the boss, of course, my orange box cut to make the world go round, plus I'm fucking, bitches at my homegirls now, start stacking, dabbled in crap, gun packing, nicknamed Medina, made the scene sto my ninas. from gym class to English, pass off a global, the only nigga with a mobile, can't you see like total, getting larger and wasting taste, ain't no telling where the spelling is heading, just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon, Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste. The waste. Realizing to master enterprise and I ain't have to be in school by ten. I then began to encounter with my counter, taught to how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections, So so separately. Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. Game shakes me up breaks me. I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand. Put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan. So she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make money. Been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had to pay of leaves. Besides, that, the pinstripes and the gray uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. While uh-huh. niggas flirt, I'm so with tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You wanna see the inside? Huh. I see you later. They come to the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the- you punch me in my face, stay in your place, play your position, uh, become my intuition, uh-huh. go in this nigga pocket, rob him all his friends, watch it, that hoes clock it, uh, here comes respect, his crew's your crew, or they might be next, look at they man eye, big man, they never try, so we roll with them. Uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty, niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milk I was wrong, I got my point across, they depicted me the boss, of course, my orange box cut to make the world go round, plus I'm fucking, bitches at my homegirls now, start stacking, dabbled in crap, gun packing, Nickname Medina, made the Sinas, tote my Ninas, from gym class to English, passed off for global, the only nigga with a mobile, can't you see like total, getting larger and wasting taste, ain't no telling where the spelling is heading, Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste.
1: I got you, bro. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I Holy thought my shit. camera wasn't
2: working.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just left it closed. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I know I had that open. No, you okay.
0: Didn't.
1: <laughs> uh, All right.
2: Man. Man. Alright. So, what's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? Um.
1: Hmm interesting man it was an interesting show
2: it was a very interesting show um it was very good um it yeah it, it was very good um for what it was it was very good for what it was i i i don't know i don't know if this ranks as like their best pay-per-view i think i would put the i think i would put AEW All Out 2021 in front of it yeah definitely uh, probably for me but this was probably right there as number two. Um, or at least somewhere in the top five. Um it was a very good show. It was a very good show. There was a lot of there was a lot of great um there was a lot of great matches on the show. Um I just wished um I am I'm, I'm going to stand on this cuz we've been talking about it for a really long time. I don't want to I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't want to come on here and spew to you guys things I'm not feeling. Um it's not what we do here. So I don't know, I just wish some of the matches and some of the people just got a little bit more important matches.
1: Oh, 100%, man. Like There were a decent amount of matches, man, that were just like, I don't care why is this happening, man. How, why was Kenny Omega in a multi-man match? That is, that's a sin in itself, man. So there was like a lot of things on the show where I was like, it could have just been a a million times bigger and more important, and it wasn't, and it, it definitely didn't feel like it on, on while watching it. But, um... It was a fun show, and it was it was a big show, but a lot of the matches didn't feel as big as they could have or should have, and a lot of matchups that didn't need to happen or should have been completely different. Definitely, bro. Definitely. Um. Yeah. I.
2: Yeah. I. I don't know. Like some something. Some things just. Some things just. I guess maybe felt a little off to me. Like. I don't I I don't know it, it's 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 kind of it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to put my finger on it but like I I guess it kind of just boils down to just I guess people just not really being in important spots um also the matches were great which I knew they were gonna be and it made for a really good show yeah it did it really did the matches were very good um uh but yeah like I said I just There's just certain things on there I wish we could have got. Um, but, I don't see anybody talking about this. Um, the main event. Like, the turn. I thought we should have got the turn tonight, and I really, really, really feel strongly about it. Um, I really just, I think they should have done the turn tonight. Um, I don't see what their logic was in that. Maybe there is logic, and maybe I will find it out in a week, you know. um, Or maybe I'll find it out in the most typical of AEW fashion. We don't know yet, but I don't really understand what Chicago can give you that 80,000 people in london couldn't i don't see anybody talking about this man i i don't um and and i don't really like the i did not really like the the happy ending we just went off with i didn't i think the show should have ended with a compelling story that jumps us right into all out being that we literally have to jump right into all out i thought it went hand in hand and i thought it could have set up a main event of Adam Cole and MJF 2 at All Out this time with these guys despising each other because Adam Cole turned turning would have turned on MJF. I didn't get the logic behind that at all man and and I I I, I just didn't. I I just failed to realize again what 20,000 people in Chicago are going to give you. And this is coming from somebody that lives in Chicago. I know the Chicago crowd is the best in the United States. I don't understand what they can give you that eighty thousand couldn't. Oh yeah, it would, yeah, that would be their third match. Yeah, but I, I don't really understand what they could, they could, they could give you that eighty thousand people in London couldn't have.
1: Definitely, man. Definitely, it's um it's a weird situation man because you know ending in happy is one thing but the fact that they're doing another one you you could end the next one happy and this one with devastation it would have been perfect man they had the perfect opportunity to have a crushing cinematic ending and they didn't go with it man and that's really annoying and for me it's not even that it didn't happen at night even though I think it 100% should have because you know, I'm always about ending you know good things while it's hot, so people remember it fondly. And this, you know, friendship between these two would have been the perfect ending of it, right here tonight or fucking this afternoon. But um, it's it's the aftermath I'm scared about. Cause classic AEW, what do they do with a heel turn? Fucking Adam Cole is just gonna walk away from MJF, and then a week later he's gonna be this fucking rudely evil fucking heel and it's not gonna make any sense man and i hope they don't suffer that same fate man because it's gonna be very likely that that we do that we do
2: logan what the fuck is that real cassidy um orange cassidy versus penta for the international championship and the winner faces Mox for the title at
1: all out weren't orange cassidy and penta on the same team and why why is the champion facing someone to face somebody for his own title? I was gonna say, Mox and Penta were on different teams anyway, so why the fuck didn't you just do that and the winner faces Orange Cassidy? That fucking British coat gotta be different from TK. What the fuck is that? That makes no sense whatsoever. And why are you still doing Mox versus Cassidy? If it wasn't good enough for all in, it's not good enough for any pay per view. It's mid. Cassidy does not deserve that type of match, bro. He does. We'll talk about it later, but I will give him his flowers tonight. He did great tonight, but still, that's a that's an ass match. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, uh, again, I don't
2: I don't really see. I don't really see. Also, he's defending the title with somebody that he was on the same team with tonight. That makes sense. Um, okay. (sighs) Good old OC. Um, yeah, I I also don't really see good in Orange losing the title to Moxley. If he loses the title to Moxley, I would like to see it go to somebody like Keith Lee. People have been avidly complaining about Keith Lee, as they should.
1: Um, there's a bunch of people, I think. Could have it, and not Mox does not need it at all. Yeah. Um. It's weird. Uh, I don't know,
2: man. But but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling left. And eh, and I don't mean for this to come off the wrong way. I don't mean to sound like a spoiled wrestling fan because we genuinely got a great show tonight. We did. Yeah. But it just feels a little empty. Yeah. Um. In terms of like, I, I like, I was looking so forward to this for the turn, I was. Um. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I. Just,
1: um. Yeah. I. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's even other stuff like in front of eighty thousand people, Kenny Omega just came out there for a multi man match. Same with Hank, man. Like, come on, just dude. Just
2: doesn't. It doesn't sit right, bro. No. It doesn't sit right. And it's like, even Punk versus Joe. Like, it was just fucking weird seeing Punk out there and, like, not really... I didn't fe- care. Feeling much about it.
1: Match was good. Match was great. It was alright. But... I don't feel anything for, like, any of these matches, man. <laughs> like, you could have had so many great matches that you could have set up, man. And you'd... You didn't do any of it. You just put everybody in random matches. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. There's just,
2: yeah. There's just a. Th- there's just I th- I don't know, man. There's just. There's just a. There was just a thing tonight about importance. I didn't feel it. And the only, the only time you really felt importance was for me, was. Young Bucks and FTR, mm-hmm. Stadium Stampede felt really important. Uh, Swer the Coffin Match, um, and the main event. Yeah, and the, the main event. The um, and then there, then there was stuff that was that was really good, but going into it just didn't feel important. But it ended up being really good. Um, like Osprey and Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning of the match, we'll get into it more. But in the beginning of the match, Chris Jericho looked. 20 years old um obviously he started to slow down towards the end just oh, age yeah. but um but he held his own he held his own he danny he, he did really good um I thought and then the this the six the six man was good but he would just like like sir Kay said it just it just felt odd seeing like all those guys in there and just something that just wasn't really
1: too important no it really wasn't at all man and it's just weird to see you know, all those guys and some not important at all, the elite. It, that was just weird. Absolutely. Absolutely, man.
2: Um. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot to get into. There's definitely a lot to get into with tonight's show. There's definitely a lot to get into with tonight's show, man, and we will get into that. But first, let's go ahead and hop right into the intro, man. So, what is going on, guys? We are back with, yet again, another edition of the Notorious Sales Podcast. This is another edition of the show in reviews, man. This time, we're bringing to you guys AEW All-In London, hey, Um, the official show review for that, man. So, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we're on here with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday, we're on here with the news. Tomorrow, Yesterday's new, Tuesday, Friday's news is not available yet. Should be available for you guys, and I'll have both of uh, this show and that show available for you guys tomorrow. Uh, before we go live with unscripted, uh, the whole shows throughout the weekend should be up for you guys then. But if you guys do want to watch us on all platforms, man, we have uh, we are available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first, join us right here every Friday at four PM Central for the news, man. Um, also this is your first time watching, and you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Mentor Dills podcast merchandise, you guys can all find this live on the merch shop. That is Bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video, and in either mine or Cirque's social media pages, man. So with that, you have all eight of these beautiful designs and more available for you guys on there. You have the Chicago flag design, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, the Biggie inspired design, the base logo design, the best kept secret to the IWC. The Riddler Inspired design. You have the Notorious World Order design. You got the Chicago flag design like you see on your screen. There's also the Wolfpack red and the classic black and white. Um, You got the Grand Slam design. The Notorious Scratch logo. And the only community that matters. All eight of these plus more available on the merch shop for you guys. Again, that is bonfire.com. link is at the top of the description of this very video, man. And with that, if this is your first time watching, and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Seals Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, bro? It's
1: going good, man. It's going good. It was a pretty good day. Um, got up at the crack of dawn for the show. Did. um Got breakfast and watched the show with the guys, man. It was fun. It was a fun watch, man. Um, like always with the pay-per-views, man. No matter the pay-per-view, it's always fun. But, um, yeah, Dave was pretty good, man. Dave was pretty good. Got, um, got raw tomorrow. I, I feel like that one, and the, you know, tribute episode of Unscripted tomorrow, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough, man. But, um, I can't wait. But, um, hell yeah, man. And, like, Durante always asks, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good, man. The family's good. How is everybody doing in the live chat and in the replay? Um, and what about you, bro? How you doing?
2: Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed the show with, you know, you and our buddies. So, that was always, um, that's always, always great. Always great. It's always a fun time. Um, but other than that, man, other than that, man, yeah, just, just, uh, normal, bro. Normal. Just finally getting in the midst of all these shows. So, it's, uh, exciting.
0: But, um...
2: Uh, but yeah, man. Um, also, as Durante always asks, I'm good. Family's good. And how's everybody else doing? Um, Logan, Bell, Tarante, pops. I also want to address uh, Bell's comments. I just want to tell her I hope you're doing well. And you know, the door is always open. The door is always open, man. It's always, uh, you know, it's always nice to have people to talk to and stuff like that. So the door is always open if you need it. And I hope I hope everything I hope everything goes good. Hope everything goes good for you, um, and I hope, you know, you feel better. So, absolutely, I uh, wanted to truly that. Um, so yeah, you know my ads they're right under me, so if you ever, you know, you know the drill, you know the drill, if you ever need it. Uh, but, yeah, bro, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, but other than that, dude, I'm good, man, I'm good. So... All right. The first match on the pre-show. MJF and Adam Cole versus Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, man. Uh This one was like incredibly quick. Um I thought maybe they were going to give them a little bit more time than they actually gave them. Um, it seemed a little longer when I was watching it, but now that I'm looking at the time, they really didn't give them much anyway, but didn't, they didn't really need it, especially because you have Adam Cole and MJF on the fucking pre-show, so like, obviously you're not going to have them go 20 minutes and risk injury. I just can't believe they went that short, um, but I understand it, and I'm not complaining about it at all. Um... They won. They won. They hit Kyle Fletcher with a double clothesline. And they won the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. So, how is this going to work, exactly? Are they going to show up on Ring of Honor pay-per-views? Is Tony Khan going to... I really... I, I really hope... I really, really hope that they are actually going with where they want to bring this story, and they're not just dragging this out to, like, for money. Yeah. You know, like, oh, let's throw the titles on Adam Cole and MJF because it'll get people to buy our Ring of Honor pay-per-view. You know, so we'll make them ROH Tag Team Champions so we could get a couple more buys because people are obviously going to buy it if Adam Cole and MJF are on there. Um... I just don't want it to get mishandled. Mm -hmm. I just don't want it to get mishandled. And I... Putting the tag belts on them... um, You know, if you were going to do it, you should have did it a month ago at, you know, with FTR. So they had a little bit of time to drop them. Um, Looking back, it was the right call not to because then we wouldn't have got FTR versus the Bucks 3. So... But yeah, man. um, Yeah, I... I, I, I just, I, like I said, I I, I hope they, they didn't just throw them on there to sell a couple more ROH um, tickets. um God fucking forbid they
1: do the turn on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I'll lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> I, ooh, man, I'll lose my fucking mind. But, um yeah, the match was just kind of in and out. Just kinda, they kind of went in, did the spots, won the tag titles, and got on with it, which, you know, I understand you don't want to risk anything, but um, could have gave Fossey Open a little more of a fight, but um, they won either way, man, so, they're ROH Tag champ, man, I can't wait to see MJF's reaction when he's told he has to wrestle on ROH, man, this shit is going to be hilarious, but um, it's interesting, man, it was, it was an interesting start to the, to the pre-show, well, it was an hour in already, so, Interesting starts of the matches on that pre-show. Definitely, bro, definitely. Yeah,
2: I I, I I definitely see your point. Um it would have been definitely it definitely would have been nice if Austin Open was given a little bit more of a fight here, but um yeah, I yeah. Um oh, that's what I was gonna say. Although I'm kind of happy. That Aussie Open lost the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, so they can get out of purgatory
1: and go to a real tag division.
2: Yes, because these guys are perfect to take the titles from FTR. Yeah. Um, if it's not going to be the Bucks, Aussie Open is perfect. Uh, yeah, Aussie Open is perfect, man. Uh I, I think I think they'd be I think they'd be uh, great contenders to do it. Like I said, if it's not going to be the Bucks. I think Aussie Open would be a great, uh, substitute for that, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know where they go with the ROH Tag Team Championships, I really don't, um, I, like I said, I hope they just didn't do this just to sell a couple more Ring of Honor pay-per-views or anything like that, but, um, yeah, the match was what it was, we got the kangaroo kick, we got the, um, we got the double clothesline, so,
1: Hmm. man thank you man thank you (laughs) i appreciate that thank you i appreciate that i honestly
2: i remember you from chat the other day but your name didn't pop up eventually and when when i when i seen when i seen you say the least in chat i was like oh god here's a goon and then i kept right i kept reading dude i appreciate that razor razor jb I genuinely appreciate that, man. That True. that that means a lot.
1: Truly, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah.
2: I for real, for real. I like I said, your name didn't pop up at first. Huh? And when I was reading it, I was like, oh god. Like, okay. here, here we go. I appreciate that, dude. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Um. So. Um. Where where was I? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they didn't just string this out, and I really hope that the not turn tonight was actually a part of
1: a storyline that they they crafted, and not just oh man, they're selling merch. Let's uh, let's keep it going because with Tony Khan, that could easily be it. But um, yeah. I really hope this is the planned path the whole time.
2: Absolutely, bro. <clears throat> Absolutely. So this match ended in seven minutes and forty five seconds, and like I said. They hit Kyle Fletcher with a double clothesline and that sealed the deal. So Um The next match This match Hook versus Jack Perry for the FTW Championship. Apparently this match was FTW rules, which means, you know, no DQ. Yeah. And apparently it was false count anywhere. I guess. Okay, I would have loved it, and it ended up being no holds barred.
1: Thanks for telling me. Um, it would nice to put that on the graphic.
2: Ah. <sighs> fuck <ain't> it. So, <laughs> before we get to the match, um, who, man, oh boy. So, well, I guess it was a spot in the match. So. Jungle Boy was doing the Rolling Thunder on the on a on the car hood, the limousine that drove him to the ring, and he gets off and he says, "It's real glass, cry me a river." So this would so this would spark a bunch of shit. Um, there were reports. They've been denied, but nobody knows if it was damage control. Nobody knows what happened. Um, I'm sure more will come out about it. If I I don't know who fed the dirt sheets that information. I don't know if somebody's trying to sabotage AEW, or I don't know if that shit actually
1: happened. Um, but... It's Paul. <laughs> it's Paul Levesque Maddy's. He's DMing these guys as fucking, he's pretending to be a man on the roster, Oh, my God. I'm an anonymous AEW member, and CM Punk just choked out Jungle Boy right in front
2: of me. It's just (laughs) Paul Levesque. Just fucking Paul. Nobody knows what happened, but, so the report going around is that Jungle Boy, when he got backstage right before CM Punk came through the curtain, he got in his face... And, and there was pushing and, and and shoving um and it's and there were reports that punk choked him out dude um like i said miro denied all of this but nobody knows what the fuck happened yet but i'm t- i i said it when the news first came out um well first of all i got to shout out my boy and he knows who he is um, but one of my buddies just texted me and said, OMG, we actually got Brawl in. Um, I hope not. So, so, man, um, I, I said to Sir K, um, I said to Sir Kay, man, dude, if that actually happened, fuck, there is seriously... Some fucking complete morons. And, and I mean, they said Jack Perry started it. Again, it's been denied. But, you know, if it did happen, there's seriously some fucking idiots back there. Because, you're, like, in the middle of the show, before it came out that it was fake, if it really was, all anybody could talk about yet again in
1: AEW is backstage drama. And it's really annoying, man. It's really annoying to see. You're trying to just enjoy a show. And you're getting reports of these people are choking each other out and shit. Like, there's been multiple reports, different versions of Punk starting it, of Perry starting it, of Perry getting kicked out after, of Punk staying after. We don't even know. Uh, We don't know if it's true. We don't know if it happened. We don't know what version of it happened. Um, Well, I'm guessing we'll know by Friday, so we'll actually should be able to give you the the facts on Friday about that fucking situation. but it, it's just it's just annoying to see all around just why, man. why? it's it's annoying. It's really annoying. and I'm sure it's annoying for all the whole roster that if it did happen for the people not involved, if it didn't happen for the people that were said were involved, um, I'm sure, like, you said during the, um, during the show, it's probably annoying for, you know, the media outlets. Oh, my God. You're trying to watch the show, and then you got to tweet out shit about shit happening backstage. You're fucking texting Paul Levesque about the fucking situation. <laughs> it's, it's annoying, dude. I'm sure it's really You just want to sit there and enjoy the show, and you can't. And I'm sure that's very annoying, man. But this situation is so weird. And Bell said something earlier in chat that is very true if the situation is you know factual or whatnot punk could have just you know let perry kind of just do his own thing dig dig his own hole that he gets hurt in and Mm -hmm. i told you so and perry you could have just did your glass segment and if it went well and it went well you were right you don't got to say anything that's if it did happen we'll find out on friday bye Friday, I'm guessing, Yeah, but that's really annoying, man. I'm pretty sure it's annoying for everybody involved, and I'm interested to see what really happened, man, because fucking Miro's denying it. I don't know. I I have no clue what's happening, man, but I hope it didn't, man. I always yeah. hope it didn't.
2: Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I, I really hope it didn't, because like I said, dude, we're in the midst of like AEW's most historic
1: show. <laughs> that they fucking put above every single graphic. You guys can read it above the graphic. Literally,
2: you can see right here the biggest wrestling event in history.
1: Above every single match graphic. Like, oh my god, we get it. We get the record, okay? Like I kept saying it on
2: Friday, man. I just gotta remind you guys that we're in front of 80 plus thousand. And this is the biggest wrestling event in history. Like, it is. And it's awesome. We get it. You don't gotta say it. 24-7, man.
1: Seriously, bro.
2: Seriously. You even had Nigel take a part out in the show. Not to only tell us the attendance, but to tell us that we broke records, and this is the biggest pro wrestling event in history. We know. I get it. <laughs> I fucking get it, okay? Please. Um, dude, I just, oh my god. Why are you starting fights anymore, bro? Like, Literally. What the fuck are we doing here, man? I mean what's going on. I mean, we always bring the point up, dude, but it's like, would this happen
1: under Vince or Triple H? Fuck no, man. Like golly, it would never I hate Vince McMahon with a passion. Same? But at least he would have not let this shit happen. They if you do that shit, you are gone. Blacklisted. Done. Come on, man. Come on, Tony Khan needs to stop yelling in fucking scripted segments and start yelling in his actual office, man. Yeah. But, um, it's an annoying situation if it did happen, man. And, like I said, we'll find out. But, come on, man. Come on, it's just annoying for everybody. Brawl in. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking brawl in happened. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. It might have. Yeah, I mean... We all know how the AEW roster is. They tend to like to do a lot of damage control, which I guess shows that they care about the company. Um, I can't necessarily say it's a bad thing that they're kind of trying to save the company's ass. from I get it. Another horrible fucking daunting controversy,
1: but um, good thing it wasn't as bad as Broad. That one was bad. That's legendarily legendary uh, bad. Yeah, that's in the history books. Yeah, it's 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 one of those moments,
2: dude. Like you, you, never forget where you are when you hear the news. Like I'll never forget waking up and fucking Surkage just tells me, "Yo, CM Punk punch one of the young bucks." <laughs> <laughs> And I, was, and I remember just l- hopping up and looking at my phone and just reading they got into a fight and fucking he Jerry. punched him and he bit old man, like, <laughs> he threw a fucking chair at Nick, sucker punched Matt.
1: They like fucking punted Larry across the fucking arena, man. They thought he, they fucking,
2: A. steel thought he was, they were coming to beat up his <laughs> wife or something. Like, I'll never forget reading that shit. But thankfully it wasn't as big as that one. And yet again, you know, it's really funny. Tony Khan said when Punk came back he's going to be on media scrums he will return to the media scrum and he hasn't been on one since <laughs> I wonder why man yeah. and it's like i feel like i feel like for for Tony Khan it's not even like i feel like he knows that like punk won't ...step out of line again. Yeah. But I feel like he's just scared of what people will ask Punk... ...that will make no, him exactly. step out of line.
1: Because These people will ask some crazy shit. Because
2: Punk getting up on the stage... ...and fucking picking the fight himself like he did last year at All Out... ...that'll never happen again. Okay. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. You never know with Punk. But God, I, I At least I hope it'll never happen again. But I feel... If people provoke him enough he'll do it. He'll do it. A hundred percent.
1: He'll he'll fly off the fucking handle again. But um And even if not, he'll give his little fucking still little jabs. He'll fucking make a jab at Hangman, he'll make a jab at Jack Perry. It's gonna be fucking it's gonna be brawl out all over again, man. So it's a risk, man. Um but if Tony Khan was a boss, man, you stand next to him and if he says some shit out of line Mute that mic and get him out of there, man. It's that simple. Exactly. Put his mic down
2: and tell him to get the fuck out. (laughs) Go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe put, like, a curtain up so we can't see him do it. Because then that will just be a meme. But, um.
1: Oh, no. God. Dude, we were were joking about it the other night, man. But Tony Khan needs a legit, not scripted, not TV. He needs a legit muscle behind him <laughs> genuinely for his company's I've, sake I've never heard of this so why <laughs> in the world does this man need to have a shoot real life heater real life ass heater to tell his roster not to do stuff that is insane bro oh man so actually razor bro we got sir
2: sir k's got an interesting point and i'm sure we'll get to that with the next match the punk match but it's it's something that's it's something that's really it's something that that's that's really interesting and i've been waiting for him to share it with you guys because he told we were talking about it yesterday um but it's interesting bro it's it's very interesting but um so hook and jack perry happened i mean Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't hook won the ftw title back and i couldn't really care um The FTW champion... The fact that Jack Perry's first championship in AEW was the fucking FTW title genuinely bothers me. Literally. Because... I said it when he won the damn thing, but his quest for gold should not have... His first title should not have been the FTW title. If I was on a quest for gold, I would be going for a championship that... Uh, actually, is recognized by the fucking company I'm working for.
1: Exactly. That that'd be the least of my fucking standards for winning something. But um, yeah, I think they kind of messed up this Jack Perry storyline, man. And I hope this is just the end of it, and he moves on to something tangible, man. You know, honestly, bro, I, I was telling you guys this during the show. Jack Perry,
2: for me, has kind of just been a a giant bowl of what the fuck. since he turned heel like and i had a feeling which is why i was very in limbo about him going heel in the first place because it just reeked of aew saying oh well he doesn't have anything more to do as a babyface, so mm, let's just turn him heel well what are you gonna do with him as a heel is it what's the long-term plan well i don't fucking know and they clearly don't fucking know because putting the... If your first instinct after turning him heel was to put the FTW championship on him, you should have went a completely different direction. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of just... It's kind of just been a... It, it's fallen off the rails. It was... It was they seemed like they had something going at first. He turned on hook, but I think... He should have uh, at least lost the FTW title, um, they lost the FTW title, or if this was the perfect time to do one of your AEW heel turns and just have him walk out and not even give a shit about the FTW title, then this would have been the time to do it. And he just maybe tells Hook, you know, I, I don't give a shit about our friendship and I just want to go fucking, you know, and... I don't know. I uh, I don't I wouldn't know how you get around that without having him go for the FTW championship.
1: But um, maybe um, he wins the match and he's given the title, but he rejects the title and just throws it on hook and says, "Here, I don't want it. Take it. I just wanted to beat you." Something like that. He really should have gone for Orange Cassidy at first. Yeah. I think the Orange Cassidy would have been perfect opponent. You know, I'm not a big Orange Cassidy guy, but he is a fan favorite. So him just. Destroying orange Cassidy and like not playing his gimmick at all in a match I think would be perfect for his character mm-hmm. and they just didn't do none of it man. They went for an FTW run that he just lost and Cook just has it back again and it's I think they they dutted it out man And it's it sucks to see man. We got another another Tony Khan dud You yeah, hate to see it because he's such a good talent. He I actually really do like him as a heel. I like his look. really don't care for that theme, but I think he's good in the role, and I think it's really the AEW side that's just screwing him over in this.
2: Yeah, it's uh, like I said, man, it's a lack of,
1: well, let's turn your heel because we don't got mm-hmm. anything
2: to do for you as a babyface, and that's it. I would have really loved if he kept losing title matches, yeah. and it almost drove him in, like, I mean, that's kind of what happened. I mean, he lost the AEW Championship match at Double or Nothing. I, I think maybe a loss to... Maybe you maybe you have him face Hook as a babyface and just say, let me have a crack at your title. And then he loses that one. And then that fucking, and then he stops being friends with Hook. Goes on. He goes on a losing streak. And, uh, maybe you keep putting him in title contention matches and he keeps fucking losing. And then he just fucking snaps and you know gets he gets uh to an actual championship that that matters but yeah i don't know it's really just a fucking matter of aew saying oh we don't got no more nothing for you as a baby face so we're just gonna throw you on uh we're just gonna we're just gonna throw you as a heel and we don't really know what the fuck we're gonna do with you um aside from that but You know, it'll give you a fresh coat of paint, and the paint will dry soon. Exactly, Um,
1: And then it will fade. Because you know AEW, they don't put that protective coating on the paint. They just fucking spray that shit on the wall and call it a fucking day. Yeah. But, man, Razor. Wardlow. If I was him, I wouldn't even come back. I'd be coming back to Paul Levesque. That's who I'd be coming to, because, dude, they screwed that man twice. They screwed that man to insanity. I will never <clears throat> understand the Wardlow fuck up. How do you fuck up Wardlow? Three Lord? times. Three times. It was three times. The three few. Times. The
2: few to MJF. I've never seen momentum shoot like that in my entire life. Um, the second TNT title run when he got when he lost it by getting fucking buried to QT Marshall, and then the one where he held it was like an unstoppable force with Arn Anderson for like two fucking weeks, and then he lost it to Luchasaurus, and... There we are,
1: and I haven't seen him since. He's been off TV since, and there's rumors
2: that he's actually uh, in a pretty bad depression right now. I I heard he was on an interview saying that he's been uh, severely depressed ever since
1: leaving AEW television. I would be too. You were one of the most over acts a year and a half ago, and they just did nothing with you, man. Yes, and up. the IWGP
2: title match. Forgot that about Jack Perry. Sorry. He did lose that
1: one. It's it's insane the, the Wardlow fall off. And dude, AEW hardcore fans are so weird. They all they always blame whenever I hear the Wardlow case come up. They blame it on Wardlow. Talking about he didn't do much in terms of for the title. He he was fucked over. He didn't allow him to do much. He was a badass. They didn't allow him to be a badass. Seriously. Wardlow's a tragic case, man. And if I was him, I probably wouldn't even come back to his fucking company. Because... I wouldn't either. No. Because to him, why would you? You got fucked over three times. That's insanity, man. That's insanity. But, um... It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Oh. Four. Forgot about the, the whole hair thing. Oh, yeah. Shaved his head for no reason. Fucking... <sighs> Made them dress differently. That, oh, dude, that song that started off with the wolf howl that nobody reacted to. How did you, you, all you had to do when he beat MJF was give him War Pigs and everything would have been fine. Or listen, I don't think they were able to get the rights to War Pigs. I really don't. You couldn't have found any rock song from the eighties you could put in front of this man. You didn't find any. You just had them make some trash theme for him. All he needed was a cool theme song, and he wouldn't have fell off in the first place, and we wouldn't have been here, but no.
2: And and what especially sucks is, um, I think they were, I think, I think they thought they were going to get it. I think they were. Because MJF, like, out of nowhere, just stopped calling him War Piggy. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and that was, like, his main, like, that was, like, the main insult he threw at Wardlow, um... God damn, that annoys me to this day that that man. Which is also why I would love for him to go to WWE because Ozzy um, is apparently very close with WWE and I think they get the rights of war pigs for sure. And if I'm Wardlow, that's one of the things I'm putting in my
1: contract. Give me a fucking song I want, give me the look I want, and don't fucking do what they did to me, man
2: yeah um absolutely absolutely Wardlow is a tragic fucking case man tragic case and it is not his fucking fault dude when they fucking never put you on television and then when they do fucking slap you on television and want to fucking slap you against anybody on the goddamn roster just to fill a spot that's not his fault it's just simply not his fault he's in the middle of a fucking TNT championship run First of all, you wanna go ahead and fucking christen the guy as the savior of the TNT title and what is he doing at their biggest show of the year, All Out? He's teaming with fucking F.T. War. What? Like... What is that? What the fuck is that? I mean, what, that's your creative for Wardlow? That's all you fucking got?
1: F.T. War? Are you, are we serious right now? I mean, I know Cash is all about the War part, but come on, man. It just, it, it's a, it's just a tragic fucking case, and
2: yeah, it's really, it's not Wardlow's fault at all. Like I said, when they fucking put you in the most unimportant, unimportant spots on television, and and just make you just doing absolutely nothing like everybody else, and the reason you know it's not Wardlow's fault is because it happens to fucking everybody, literally. He just happens to be one of the most tragic cases
1: because he was one of the most over guys of of that time period, so. Look at, like, so many Keith Lee. Keith fucking Lee, man. Another one where they just dudded him out. One of the best talents they have, and they just don't do anything. It's insane, man. It's really insane. It really is. Look at Hook. Look at the hype Hook came in with. Oh, dude, people love this fucking guy, and now he's just on the show. Just happens to be on the show. Come on, man. Come on. There's so much more to people. Seriously. I don't know, man.
2: I don't know. So Ugh Wardlow. Horrible. horrible case, bro. So yeah, Hook wins the FTW championship back and I couldn't really care too much about it, to be honest. Um it is what it is, man. We'll see how it goes from here, I guess. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, bro. So that is that. Now to start the main show. To start the main show, man, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe, first of all, well this is for the real the fake world championship. Um Samoa Joe Samoa Joe um came out and Nigel McGuinness
1: Thank you. Golly.
2: This was amazing. Um this was an amazing reference, but Nigel McGinnis said Samoa Joe is here and he has a sweet tooth for violence.
1: This man marked out.
2: I absolutely marked out for that. Um you guys know I did. But um Yes, I absolutely marked out for the sweet tooth reference. Um for sure for sure bro. So punk um a critique about this show. The next time you do a stadium show, you got to put more mics in the crowd. There mm-hmm. was a lot of chance you couldn't hear. There was a there was a there was a lot. There was and I, and I mean a lot. There was a lot that uh, a lot of shit that didn't pick, get picked up. And I don't know if the crowd just wasn't popping, or if the like I said, the audio was just fucking horrible, man. Because a lot of people, man, when it came out, it it just sounded like a regular. It it just sounded like a a fucking a regular dynamite reaction.
1: No, exactly. I really don't think. I think they only put Mike's ringside or something because that's all you heard was them pop, and yeah, didn't hear much of anything else unless it was massive. Yeah
2: absolutely bro absolutely so yeah i i don't know what was up with that um yeah the the audio the audio just did not sound not sound good they got to put more mics throughout the throughout the arena because fucking a man i mean yeah gotta do better with that um punk came out to a very warm reaction It it was it was very in the middle um, it was very in the middle with CM Punk, man. He, he did come out to a, a, like I said, man, a pretty, a pretty, pretty warm reaction, man. It wasn't the, um, it wasn't the hero's welcome that he would have gotten if they went to London around a year and a half ago. But, um, Punk and Joe, um... This match was a lot of Samoa Joe offense. I mean, he was beating the shit out of CM Punk here. Um, also, I love how they constantly mention that CM Punk lost the title. Vacated the title
1: due to injury. Dude, that pisses me off. Like, Punk doesn't shut up about how he never lost the title. Uh, Dude. You fought somebody backstage and it was taken from you because you fought somebody and got suspended. Your injury was just, you also got injured that night. That's just an also.